0: Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. We have good things in store for us today because we're continuing this series called A Greater Worship, A Greater Worship of Jesus. That is our theme for uh, not only our church, that's part of our vision, but we're really focusing in on that vision this particular year where we talk about a greater worship of Jesus in our own hearts greater worship of Jesus in our church and in our neighborhoods and in our city. And we've been looking through that uh, at that through the lens the past two weeks of a greater uh, worship that means, first of all, a reorientation. Like, worship is not just one thing among many. It's the main thing of the Christian life. And we're growing in our skill and ability to worship Jesus in every part of our life. Worship is not just a reorientation on Sunday morning when we sing songs, it's really all of our life we're bowing the knee to King Jesus and saying, your will be done, not my will be done. And then the second thing we talked about last week was uh, in order to see a greater worship of Jesus, we want to see conversions of people to start following Jesus. Like, not only do we want to go deeper in our own lives, but we want to see more and more people come to know Jesus Christ, which is one of the reasons why Mark is leading us in the Alpha uh, curriculum, and the Alpha course, trying to get that going at our church so that people have a safe place to come and explore what it means to follow Jesus. And, you know, as we've been talking over the past several months, I'm sure um, some of you might have heard rumors and we've talked with some of you about what our third theme is. And our third theme is, I'm just going to say it, our third theme is that we believe God is going to relocate our church gathering in 2023. That is to say, we believe God is moving us as a church. And this morning, I want to talk a little bit about why we believe that, some of the scripture that we're thinking about, and what the plans are. Now, we have donuts and discussion right after this, and that was intent, that was purposeful. We are going to do donuts and discussion once a month, and that's a time where you can come and we can just talk about whatever. But today, we wanted to give you an opportunity to ask questions about this very theme as we unpack it for the next 20 or so minutes. But we believe that God is relocating us as a church. And I wanna share first of all why, why we believe God is relocating us. Um, It's both a pull and a push. We feel pulled to seek another facility because we want to see more people worship Jesus. We want to see a church that grows so that there's more people worshiping together. And some of the challenges that we face in our facility has particularly to do with parking. We moved into this facility in 2018. And when we moved in, we had that whole parking lot across the street that we were able to use. I think it was something like 60 spots. It was plenty of parking for us. Not only was it 60 spots, but it was super easy to get to because it was right there. Um, In uh, about midway through COVID, in early 2021, um, we lost access to that parking lot. And our parking moved from across the street to this much smaller lot right here, uh, right where you parked this morning. And so we went from about 60 spots to about 20 spots. And that's not really conducive for growth. That's not really conducive to see more people come and worship Jesus. And you see those X's up there because a lot of you are like, there's all that parking across the street. Let's just see if we can park there. We tried. We tried over and over and we got an X each time we went to one of those parking spots. But we finally uh, got Little Giants Academy down the street to give us about 10 or 15 more spots. So overall, we're still down like 20 parking spots or so. But it's working for now, but we just don't really feel like it's easy parking. And then secondly, that we have the ability to grow with the parking that we currently have. So parking challenges. Uh, The second thing is just the layout of the facility. We love this facility. Uh, I'm looking around and I'm seeing some faces of people who were with us five years ago when we moved in here and renovated this facility. Um, And it's very warm and welcoming, isn't it? It's bright, it's friendly. Like, I love that. But one of the challenges we found is there's just not a lot of different places where we can have adult education before the service starts. Um, There's not a place where we could have a youth group meeting during church. And so while it works, we don't feel like it works if we want to grow. And so that's another thing that we're wrestling with, the facility layout. Another reason we're seeking another facility is, is just where you guys are, uh, where you are in terms of where you live. If you look at a map of where our people live, and, and that's, a, that's a dot for basically everyone who is um, who's a regular attender at New City, you can kind of see it spread all over, mostly Broward County. That's where everyone lives. But if you can go to the next slide, you, you see that that orange line is basically a 20 minute drive to get to this building. And you see that we're actually reaching a lot of people who are driving 20, 25, 30, 35 minutes to get here. Um, Not only that, but we don't have a lot of people who live south of the building. If you look at that black dot on the bottom right, that's our church. There's only a few people who live south of the building. So if you think about the church being centrally located for where our people are, it's really located in the bottom right of where our people actually are. And so that's been a reason, another reason that we've said, maybe this isn't the best location for us long-term. One other thing, and it's not a huge thing, but I think it is something to recognize. Uh, Van Buren Street right here is a one-way street, and there are schools that are down there, which means schools aren't open on Sunday, and it basically means there's absolutely no traffic that goes down here uh, during Sunday. Now that's kind of nice, like it's not busy. We don't hear motorcycles zooming by. At the same time, like we're kind of hidden when it comes to people seeing us as a church. And again, that's not a huge thing, but it also is something to recognize. And so because of parking, because of the facility layout, because of our geographical location, we have just been asking this question, is God sort of pulling us to somewhere else? So that's been the pull. Uh, But then in the last few months, there's also been a push. And when we got this building, we didn't buy it, we leased it. So we knew it probably wouldn't be a permanent location. But in the midst of this, there's been a push. And the push is that the owner of this building has been actively trying to sell the building to a developer who wants to develop this whole block. And so, those two things are working there together. It wasn't just the push, we felt these things before the push, but also we're recognizing right now that it might be that we have to do something if the building is sold to a developer. Now, I know you hear all that and you kind of go, well, what do we do with this? Um, I, I just wanna root you for a minute at who God is. As we talk about, we believe God is relocating new city In some ways, like you kind of go, well, that's exciting. It also feels like a loss. I'm feeling a lot of different things at the same time. I like this building, but I could see there being something better. Um, In the midst of all that, I want to root you in, in this truth. God is a God who relocates his people. That's just part of what he does. God relocates his people, and he does it for his purposes, I just want to give you a couple quick snapshots of that. The father of our faith is a man named Abraham. And God relocated Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12, in the very beginning of the Bible, the Lord said to Abram, go from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that you plan to go to. No, he says, to the land that I will show you. In other words, Abraham doesn't know where he's going. (laughs) then he says this, here's the reason why he's moving Abraham. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So we think that Abraham was kind of a wealthy idol worshiper. And out of nowhere, God calls him and says, guess what? I'm a God who relocates people. I'm going to move you. And the end goal of moving you, Abraham, is that your family is going to be blessing to the entire world. And we know that he did that because eventually Abraham's descendant was Jesus, who brought blessing to the entire world. So God relocated Abram. God also relocated Israel. We know that they were in Egypt, and then he took them through the desert, and then into the promised land. But then because of their disobedience, he relocated them to Babylon. And they didn't want to go there. It wasn't fun there. But this is what the Lord says about that relocation. The the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, find wives for yourself and have sons and daughters, Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there, do not decrease. Pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you will thrive. So as part of their discipline, God deports uh, Israel and, and, and I don't think the situation with the church that we're talking about, is like a disciplined situation. I don't think God's disciplining us, but he does move people. And when he moves Israel to Babylon, he does it so that they can seek to be a blessing in the midst of Babylon. God relocates Israel. But Jesus also relocates people. Maybe that rings true for you. Maybe you're like, man, Jesus has relocated me this year into a new job or into a new place or into a new family even. But if you look back on Jesus's command to his disciples in Acts 1.8, he tells them you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. And now here's the wild thing about that. Because Jesus relocated his disciples, the gospel went out of Israel, uh, the gospel went across the world, and the gospel influenced us so that we became Christians. If this command wasn't here, if Jesus hadn't relocated his people, you and I would not be in church today. Jesus relocates his disciples. And Jesus relocated the early church. Jesus had given this command, Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, and guess what? They didn't do it. (laughs) They didn't want to do it. They were comfortable in Jerusalem, and they had this awesome church in Jerusalem. If you read in Acts chapter 2, you'll see that the early church cared for one another. They were seeing new people coming to Christ. They were having meals together. They were praying together. They were singing together. It was awesome, but Jesus had said that he was going to relocate them. Well, it's not until a persecution breaks out that they actually begin the relocation process. Now, those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that started because of Stephen made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word, speaking the gospel, speaking the good news to no one except Jews. But there were some of them men from Cyprus and Cyrene who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. So these people are running from the persecution in Jerusalem. They end up far out of Israel. Most of them only talk to people who are also Jews, but there's a few of them who say, you know what? Let's try telling this to the Gentiles as well. Proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. So if it hadn't been for that persecution, there wouldn't have been a relocation. If it hadn't been for that relocation, these guys would not have shared the gospel with people who were not like them. So not only do new people get to know Jesus, but a barrier is broken between Jews and Gentiles, and they're fulfilling the Great Commission. So God relocates his people, but but then it's not just that God relocates his people There's something much deeper as we think about us being humans. Since the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden was where heaven and earth were combined. God's place and human's place were one. When Adam and Eve sinned and there was a separation between them and God, God kicked them out of Eden and they began wandering. They were forced to relocate and God's space and our space became separate. And until Jesus returns, we're not really home because we were made to live in a space where God lived. Now, for those of us who know Jesus Christ, that's the way that we are reconciled to God. But when Christ returns, he will bring God's space, the heavenly city, and merge it with our space again so that you and I will live forever in the new heavens and the new earth, in the new city the name of our church. But until then, you and I are without a true home. I mean, we might feel like this church is our home or you might be in a home where you're like, I feel so comfortable in this home. But but really, our home is not until we're face-to-face with God and he wipes every tear from our eye and there's no more crying and there's no more pain and there's all things made new and we live forever together with Jesus. That's really home. And so even as we think about the loss, maybe, about relocating, there's a framework that we have to have, which is we are a relocating people. I am not home. We're not home in this building. You're not home in your apartment. You're not home when you're sleeping on your couch with your TV on and Netflix is just going and going and going. That's not your real home. Your real home is in the presence of God because of what Jesus has done. And if you want the security of knowing that your eternity is with God, you can have that security. By turning away from running your own life and by faith, believing in what Jesus has done for you on the cross, that all your sins can be forgiven, past, past, present, and future. You'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. God won't just be your friend. He will come to live in you as a promise that you will live with him forever. Amen? Amen. Until then, though, we are a relocating people. And so I know that as you think about that, you want some details, right? the who, the what, the when, where. We already talked about the why, but let's talk a little bit about the who, the where, the when, and the how, starting with the where. Where are we going to move? Well, we don't have a specific specific spot. Um, We're exploring, we're looking, but we also have a place that we think would be strategic. You can go to the next slide. Uh, Here's that first map of where we currently are And the orange line would be about a 20-minute drive to where we currently are. Now, we think it could be very strategic for the church to move close to the 595, I-95 interchange. Because if we do that, if you see the church moved up a little bit, look where the 20-minute line goes. So many more of our people are actually within that 20-minute drive line. Now that doesn't mean where we'll end up. I'm just telling you where we're looking and what we think is strategic. Because if we could be there right at the access point of where 595 and 95 meet, it allows worshipers from North Broward to come. It allows worshipers from West Broward to come. It allows worshipers from East Broward and South Broward. And so we think that would be a really strategic location And it's not that far from where we are now. It's just a couple of exits north. So that's the where of where we are looking. When? When are we going to move? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But here's what we think. We think we're going to move sometime in 2023. We could move sooner if we find the right facility, but we don't have that facility. Uh, We're planning for June or later. So that's five months from now to later. And the more we walk through this, the more details and plan we'll have. But I'm really encouraged because this isn't just me that's sort of leading this charge. In fact, I can't do it. There's just too much. Uh, we actually have a team. This is the who. We have a team called the relocation team. Uh, if you're on that team, could you stand up right now yeah. So in the back, we have Sage Dukesay, We have Becky Gearhart, and we have Nat LaRoe. Uh, Mark Collins, obviously, is at home right now. Praise God, he's home from the hospital, but he's on the team as well. And I'm on the team, as well as Jessica Curtis, who's with the kids. And then we have a realtor that we are working with who's actively looking for us based on all the information that I just told you. So, so um, that's our team. Uh, you can go to any one of them with questions, although we'll all be here for the donuts and discussion afterwards. But my next invitation to you is to participate in this move, to not just sit back and go, well, they'll figure it out, but r- really to, to be involved, to be a member of God's blended family. And here's how you can do that. You can stay updated and communicate with us as we go through this. That's what the donuts and discussion is for right after this, please just stay. We're actually having the child care workers just stay with the kids so you don't even have to move. You can just move up a little bit and we'll go right in. We'll give you a donut, all right? That's not bad, we'll give you a donut and then we can discuss um, any questions that you have because I know that you have them. So donuts and discussion. The second thing is we have put together a web page on our website uh, newcityhh.com/relocate. That'll go up later today, and that gives as much information as we have. We'll post updates there, and that's actually the best place to go if you have a question. And here's why: because if um, you know if Keith has a question for me, and uh, and Chevelle has a question for Sage, it's almost easier for us to like have you go to this website, make sure your question isn't already answered. And then email us, and like we can talk about the answer together and get back with you. So feel free to talk to us, but use this webpage if stuff comes up. Email us and let us know. So you can participate through that. But then also, I, wanna, I just want to ask you to trust God with us. Uh, participate in this by trusting God with us. I'm not leading this. We're following God together. We don't know where he's going to take us. We have a plan, we're working that plan, but we're depending on God for the next step. And so we wanna invite you into trusting God with us because we wanna pray together and ultimately we wanna go together. Our relocation is really about let's go to what's next and let's go together, amen? Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.